Have you ever wondered why men are so reluctant to talk about their health? Join us to discuss the stigma, the stereotypes, and the solution. Hi, and welcome to Healthify with Gamal, your weekly dose of hope, health, and happiness. I'm your host, Gamal, a certified holistic health coach, and I'm so happy that you are joining us today. And I'm Re, your ever-curious co-host. I'm so excited to be back and diving into another impactful topic with you, Mom. Yes, absolutely. I love doing this with you, Reet. You know, uh, we've been talking a lot about autoimmune conditions, and that really is actually my passion. Uh, but now yeah. we're going to be kind of shifting a little bit and marking a switch because we're going to be diving into the realm of men's health. That's right. And before you, the listeners, say, wait, isn't that for men to listen to? Hold on, because these episodes are actually designed for women. No, we're focusing on how women can better understand and support the men in their lives when it comes to their health. So, you know, men's health is often a topic shrouded in mystery. And let's be honest here, even a little bit of stigma. Yeah. And, you know, the first episode in this men's health series is on the silent crisis and we're going to be talking about why men tend not to talk about their health issues, you know, and the stigma that they face and how we collectively can be part of the solution. So they actually start to speak up when they feel there's a problem. Yeah. And so whether you're a sister, a mom, a partner or even a friend, make sure to stick around because we're going to be uncovering a lot and we're going to be discussing it as well. Diving right in, let's talk about the cultural context of all of this. You know, the society that we live in plays a very important role in how men approach health issues, or rather how they don't approach it. Absolutely. I mean, we've all seen, you've also seen those macho action movies, right? You know, I think it's pretty much the same everywhere where the hero gets shot and instead of screaming for help or screaming for the doctor, he just wraps a bandana or some cloth around the wound and keeps fighting. You know, I mean, come on, this this can't be true. He must be screaming in pain in real life. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And, you know, I feel like those bandanas must have some sort of a magical healing power that we don't know about. And I want that magical bandana myself. But seriously, I feel like that's a clear image of how society has created this strong, silent type uh, of masculinity um, that never speaks up. Yep. You know, the strong, silent type who doesn't need anything especially not a doctor, you know, I think that imagery really reinforces stereotypes that we have today, especially uh, in the sports culture. You know, how many times have we seen athletes, you know, play through the pain when they have some sort of an injury? They're like, no, I can do it. I can play. I think it's because of the stereotypes that we as a society have created. Yeah. And the famous, you know, walk it off thinking I mean, I do understand that like sometimes you can just walk it off, but I've seen it happen where it is later on ends up being a serious injury or a problem and they still just play it off and walk it off. 
Yeah. And, you know, the troubling thing is that these attitudes get so internalized and men grow up thinking that they can't show weakness. And let's not forget the element of the patriarchal society where men are taught to be providers, uh, protectors, like they have to protect you and everybody else in the world. <laughs> Right. Which only adds to another layer of why they might not speak up. Don't get, even get me started on the patriarchy side of things. I think that this is a system that no one really benefits from when it comes to emotional and mental health. And the expectation that men are supposed to be these, you know, emotionless robots because what emotions are considered to be unmanly or something that only women can have. I really don't think that's true. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when you're expected to be the provider, admitting that you need help, be it medical or otherwise, you know, it might feel like you're uh, admitting failure in the role that society has assigned you, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think this is such a messed up cycle, and I think you would agree with this too. And for our listeners, especially the ladies that are watching us on YouTube, you know, understanding these ingrained cultural narratives can really help us approach the men in our lives with a little bit more empathy. And I think that is very important. And I think while you're there, hit that like button and subscribe to our channel because it really helps us reach more people. You're always on point with the YouTube reminders, right? <laughs> But seriously, yeah. um, to the person watching us on YouTube, every time uh, somebody hits that subscribe button, it only motivates us even more to work harder and to bring you uh, topics that are going to be more helpful to you. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Okay. And also, I want you to remember that, you know, these societal norms are hardwired into men at a very, very young age, basically since they're born. And it is a silent crisis, one that we can all help unravel by being a bit more aware and a lot more supportive. It goes a long way. Yeah, and I think to that, I would just say amen because I completely agree with what you say. Yeah, okay. So now that we've set the stage with the cultural element, uh, let's dig into the dirt, right? <laughs> the tea, so to speak, and talk about the stigma, you know, that weighty, invisible thing that seems to get in the way of men uh, to openly discuss their health issues. The ever-elusive stigma, I say. You know, that word itself just feels like a burden, doesn't it? It sure does. And you know what adds? Fuel to this fire are phrases like um, man up or don't act like a girl. I mean, what does that even mean? Act like a girl, right? <laughs> We're girls. Is there yeah. a specific way? <laughs> uh, it's a good thing to be girl, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, uh, getting back to it, uh, these sort of phrases actually really discourage men from speaking up. Oh my God, yes. You know, these phrases to me, they seem to be emotional handcuffs because I feel like you're basically just telling someone, hey, your feelings, your health, not that important. Just suck it up. 
which I mean, why should they suck it up if they're in pain? They should be expressing how they feel, but this is just the stigma that we've created around it. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's like you're being told that you're essentially, uh, you know, your health doesn't really matter. And if you speak up, you're somehow less of a man, which is so damaging, I feel. And it really um, perpetuates this cycle where men don't want to get help, even when they seriously need it. Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like this fallout isn't just on men. I think it impacts everybody around them, too. You know, relationships can get strained when there's this elephant in the room that nobody wants to address, but I feel like everybody knows about it and wants to talk about it. And so many times family members are walking on eggshells because they're not really sure how to approach the topic without bruising egos or saying something wrong that really hurts them. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head once again. <laughs> but, you know, the the stigma isn't just a personal burden. I think it's it's really a collective one. I mean, but let me ask you one thing. Do you think social media is making this better or worse? I mean, with platforms for more voices, are we seeing any sort of change? I think that's a really tricky question because I would say that on one hand, social media does give us a platform to have more open discussions about mental health and well-being. And I myself have seen multiple accounts where they're talking about mental health and giving advice on how to manage it and well-being. And so there are platforms like that. But I feel like on the other hand, it also becomes a space where toxic masculinity can really thrive. You know, those curated photos of the ripped bodies, the hustle culture and the endless glorification of grinding without a break, which influencers and people that are on social media themselves say that this grinding without a break isn't really that great because you end up draining yourself. Yeah. And um, I feel like social media is a double-edged sword, right? Uh, but yeah. you know, while it's really tempted to get in lost in the problems, I want to remember that awareness is the first step towards change. And that's why we are doing this series overall. And yeah. we're starting with this topic, right? So breaking down these stigmas starts with conversations, right? Yeah. And we yeah. are taking that first step with this episode. Absolutely. You know, and I think for the ladies that are listening, the more we know about these stigmas, the better equipped we are to support the men in our lives. And that is very important. And for the guys, if you're eavesdropping on this episode, that's great because we're all in this together. Okay, so let's talk about what we can, especially as women, right? Uh, in our uh, listener circle, like what we can do to support the men in our lives in this uh, silent crisis. Do you have any ideas? Oh, absolutely. You know, first and foremost, I think it's about creating a safe space. And by that, I mean an environment where the men in our lives, they don't feel judged or minimized when they express their concerns about their health or when they're telling you something. I feel like it's important for them not to be judged about it. 
I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the the safety and the trust, they are so important. They're paramount, I feel. And it can be as simple as asking, hey, how are you feeling today? Uh, you know, and uh, no, really, how are you really feeling? Because usually when we say, how are you feeling today? Our instinctive answer is, oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. Right. So you want to like uh, ask the person maybe one more time. I mean, you don't want to get irritated or irritating both at the same time. Right. But still, you want to find out yeah. how the person is really feeling. And sometimes knowing that someone genuinely cares can be enough to open up because I know for like myself, right. Um, it's really hard to open up. But when I know that someone who loves me, someone who cares uh, about me is asking me, it's okay. It's safe to open up and speak up what's going on. Yeah. I think that's a really great point that you brought up mom. And I think it's also essential for us to be active listeners, you know, not just hearing the words, but actually really listening to the emotions and the sentiments behind them, which I feel like is something that not a lot of us do in our everyday lives. And then maybe not offering solutions right away and just being there to support them. You know, sometimes you don't want a so-called preaching of what you can do or how you can fix it. Sometimes you just want them to be there and support what you're saying and just, you know, just be there and be with them. Yeah, I know. I mean, listening without fixing, that's just gold. Because I feel like uh, we're always telling the men that you're not listening, you're not listening, right? Um, and what better way to demonstrate that to them with the, this example where you actually are listening to them and they feel that they're being listened to when they are opening up, when they're being vulnerable, right? So that they can reciprocate yeah. that. And as you said, like many times, it's not about finding a immediate solution, but also feeling understood. That's like really important, yeah. right? And another thing to remember is that it's okay to suggest professional help if and when it is needed. And in some cases, I mean, it could be a very serious problem. And uh, at that time, listening might not be just enough. It is also important to yeah. suggest, right? So you want to encourage them to see a doctor, a therapist, or a counselor, or whatever in, in that situation is required. But um, as always, you want to approach it very gently with love, care, respect, all, all of that, and from a place of concern rather than criticizing and saying, see, I knew something was wrong and you are never doing this and you're never talking about it and, you know, whatever, because then that person is going to just shut back down. And that's exactly what we yeah. don't want. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, definitely. And I think another big one is for you yourself to keep an eye out for signs. You know, if a guy in your life is suddenly seeming to be more withdrawn than normal or seems overly stressed or isn't acting like himself, 
I think it could really be cute to check in and ask if he's doing okay. Because sometimes these are just things that a guy just wants to be asked and nothing is really sometimes wrong with them. They just want to be asked if they're okay because of the society of them being the protector and the provider. Maybe they're just tired of that and they just want to be, you know, treated like an equal. Yeah, I mean, being observant is so crucial. you know, and the men in life, be it uh, your father, your grandfather, you know, your husband, your brother, your son, your friend, whoever that uh, male uh, figure person is in your life, right? Um, You know them better than you know, any stranger or anybody out there. So observing is, is very important. And uh, I think the one thing that we need to remember as women is that we have this uh, unique health concern and needs, right? And so do yeah. men. They also have that unique health concern and needs. So yeah. it's very important to pay attention to that. And maybe if you were observant and you brought it up, right? You might just hear from them, yeah. you know what, I have been feeling like this or I do feel this pain or I, I have this problem and make it easy for them to speak up. So recognizing and respecting those differences is also part of the equation. Yeah, I agree. You know, you've said it like all correctly. I think it's all about empathy, understanding and taking those proactive steps when necessary. And I think doing these three things can really help you to go to the next step of getting help when needed. And by the way, if you, our listener, are finding this information helpful or insightful, please leave us a review and follow us on Spotify because it helps us get this very important message to more people. Yeah, um, please do leave a review of how you like this episode because. That just tells us whether, uh, you know, we're going in the right direction or not. And it helps us bring more such topics and also suggest topics for future episodes. So sometimes we have a hard time trying to find content. And then if we know what our listener wants, then we know exactly where, how to approach it. So (laughs) that would be great. Okay. You know, we need to break the silence and create a world where Everyone is comfortable discussing their health, no matter their gender, uh, because ultimately uh, health really is the true wealth. And who better to know this than somebody who struggled with their health most of their life? Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about another major player in this puzzle. Yeah. The medical community. (laughs) So, Reed, do you think that our healthcare system plays a role in how men perceive and handle their healthcare concerns? Okay, so I think that's a really loaded question. But, you know, I've always felt that the medical community, even though it's incredibly essential, sometimes reinforces these gender biases even though it could be unintentionally like have you ever noticed that certain health issues get gendered 
So an example of this would be heart disease. You know, it's often seen to be a man's problem. You know, the ads, the medications, you know, even when we go to a doctor, even in society now, you know, a a heart issue, oh, it's bound to happen to a man more often, even though women just as much get heart disease, you know. While mental health issues, on the other hand, might not get as much emphasis, which I feel like they should. Yeah, I, that's a keen as uh, observation. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's as if there's a playbook that says, okay, you're a man. These are the health issues you might face. And these are the ones you shouldn't worry about. Right. Do you think that yeah. happens? Yeah, 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 definitely. And you know, the segmented view can really create uh, blind spots. And men might overlook signs of conditions they think are not for them, you know. And yeah, uh, an example comes to my mind. Uh, and, you know, like in breast cancer, for example, uh, even though it is extremely rare for men, to get breast cancer. Yeah. But there are cases where it happens. And, you know, if only uh, the men were checking and had a little bit more knowledge or information, there could be more help available and, you know, it could work out a little bit better for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think exactly. That's another example of how conditions get gendered, as I said earlier. And I think this is especially where healthcare professionals can really play a transformative role, you know, by offering holistic care, understanding individual needs and dismantling these age-old stereotypes. They can really make a world of a difference because as you and I both know, understanding individual needs, that's a very big thing that I feel like most healthcare professionals don't do because Maybe that's just the way they're taught to do it, but they collectively combine a bunch of people and be like, okay, this is working for you or this is working for one person. So it's bound to work for you, you know, and I feel like that really needs to stop happening. Yeah. And, you know, I I want to add one thing that like, while many doctors are wonderfully empathetic and uh, uh, patient centric, I don't know. I'm having a hard time speaking today, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. Patient centric, right? Um, Yeah. And uh, they're caring. Uh, We're not saying doctors are not caring by any means. I want to make that clear, right? But the larger system with its time constraints and sometimes, you know, the transactional nature that it has, uh, the money mindedness. Uh, you know, yeah. So they might inadvertently like dissuade open conversations where the men don't open up as much. I mean, it happens yeah. with women also, but since we are specifically addressing this about men, right? Um, so yeah. if you just have fifteen minutes with a doctor, which is often the case. Uh, how likely yeah. are you to, ta- uh, you know, go deeply into your emotional or your lesser discussed uh, health issues? And like just yesterday, I was trying to make an appointment for myself and I was offered a, a telehealth appointment. And usually those telehealth appointments are 
uh, not in depth. You know, they yeah, one of mine yeah. has uh, lasted for like five minutes. Just five minutes. What can you talk about in five yeah. minutes? Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> right? So yeah. that's like my thinking. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's very true, you know. And I think that's why the continued training and sensation of healthcare professionals is really crucial because they, it's not just about treating the body, you know. I think it's really about understanding the person and how they're feeling. So if a man feels unheard or rushed in a medical setting, it's just going to reinforce those barriers that we talked about earlier. They're not going to open up with even their family members if their doctor isn't listening to them or anybody else for that matter. They're going to have that stigma in their head. And that is something that we really need to stop. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing that uh, you want to note here is that it's not just on the doctors, right? Uh, we as patients yeah. um, need to advocate for ourselves. We can drive change. And that actually is my mission with pretty much everything health related that I do. And I think that's something that I have taught both you and your brother since very young age, that you are the yeah. advocate for your own health, for your own life. Um, so if and when you need something and something needs to change, you are the one who's going to make that happen, right? So by being yeah. proactive and asking questions and demanding comprehensive care, we can reshape the narrative. I mean, to give you an example with like all my health concerns, um, you know, when you were much younger, obviously you didn't go to my doctor's appointments. Um, but yeah, pretty much every time I was at the doctor's, I learned over time to speak up for myself and to say, you know what, this is the kind of care I need. I may not know what test or what my problem is. But if I talk about it yeah. enough and openly and say, please uh, do it this way, or I need help, you know, uh, when my surgeries weren't working out, um, I didn't stop. I tried to find a doctor who would listen to me. I just kept going at it. And I finally, uh, you know, met a surgeon who was saying, you know what, there is hope we can help you. Let's do this. And look at me now. I mean, it worked yeah. out. And all of that wouldn't have happened had I not spoken up. So it's really important to advocate for yourself. Yeah, I think I couldn't have said it better. And I personally feel like from your own experiences that you tell me when you go to the doctors, I think that doctors or healthcare professionals also like when their patients are upfront and they ask them questions about their own health because it shows them their concern for their own health, you know? And I feel like the doctor then treats you or acts accordingly or suggests you different things depending on that. So it's really, very important to advocate for yourself. And I think it's all interconnected, you know, society, personal relationships, and the medical community, they're all interconnected. And by understanding each piece, we can really navigate this complex puzzle and support the men in our lives. Okay, so now we're coming to the home stretch of this conversation. 
Um, but before we wrap up, we have some actionable advice, some take-home points, if you will. So mom, where do we start with all of this? Um, I think a great place to start is education. Uh, my first and foremost thing that <clears throat> I always tell you, uh, you know, and we should not underestimate the power of information, you know. So yeah. sharing articles, uh, podcasts like this one. I hope you are subscribed to yeah. it, by the way. And even, um, yeah. you know, informative YouTube videos. Uh, I know sometimes when um, I need some information, uh, other than like reading very reputable articles or journals, um, I do go to YouTube videos, you know, because they can go a long way. But you just want to make yeah. sure that whatever you're watching or reading is reputable. You know, it's a solid source. Yeah, absolutely. Education is empowerment. I would agree with that. And I think it's not just about gathering the information, but it's also about sharing it openly and constructively. You know, you never know that one article or podcast episode might be the nudge that someone needs to seek help. You know, they might find something in either thing that you've shared that makes them say, oh, I might have this issue. Let me go see somebody, a doctor, therapist, counselor, whoever it is to see if I actually need to do something about it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we should not forget the power of personal stories. So uh, if you've got a dad, a brother, a partner, or any man in your life who's uh, broken through these barriers, who's, uh, you know, um, been through an experience of uh, whatever problem or concern health-related we are talking about here, you know, has gone through that, has experienced, share those experiences. Uh, positive examples are super motivating. And just like uh, going back to the YouTube thing, I have this thing where I send videos to your father, <laughs> you know, sometimes like yeah. if I'll come across uh, something, I will make sure to share it with him because I feel like just as humans, uh, sometimes we tend to tune out our family members a little bit more. And then if we hear it being said from a different outside perspective, not always, sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, it just has um, more effect on us and we can maybe understand it a little bit easier, you know? So I do do that. Yeah, yeah I know. And I don't think I could agree more because you never know, like I said, what could resonate with one person. And I think real stories really do resonate because they humanize these issues. Because if you tell a personal experience about somebody in your life to another person, they're like, oh, if this person can have this issue and is getting help for it, maybe I should do something about it too. And when people see that others have faced similar struggles and overcome them, you know, it can be really incredibly uplifting. And that is very important. And now let's talk about the regular checkups. Okay, don't even get me started on that because I've been trying to have your father go for one and it's like pulling teeth to get him and some men to the doctor's office for an annual checkup, you know. But you know what? 
uh, here's where a little nudge can be helpful and it can go a long way. So maybe offer to go with them or help schedule the appointment. I always schedule his appointment, your brother's appointment. I even schedule your appointment, right? So, but uh, it's a family thing, Um, you know, uh, so make it one. If you have to, if that's how it it gets them to take care of their health and maybe take notice of it, then, hey, go for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, right. And I think while you're at it, make it a comprehensive checkup and not just the basics. You know, getting a full panel of tests can really offer a well-rounded view of someone's health. And remember that many issues are interconnected. So physical health impacts your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, and vice versa. Yeah. And you know, um, the one thing that I want to mention here is that uh, going to the doctors and then doing all the testing and uh, whatever comprehensive um, care that you might be needing, after that, you might decide that you don't need that series of medical care. Uh, Maybe there are lifestyle changes or lifestyle diseases that you need to take care of, right? Um, and that's where a health coach like myself can help. And it is not as intensive, right? But uh, much yeah. more supportive and guiding because you can get all um, all the time and the care needed in that. So, okay. Yeah. So, Reed, what do you think uh, is our final takeaway from all of this? Okay. So, without sounding cliche... I think it starts with love and empathy. Um, You know, breaking down barriers and tackling stigmas isn't just a one-time act. It's a continuous effort. You have to keep doing it. So whether it's being an active listener or encouraging professional help or even just, you know, being there, like we mentioned earlier, it all adds up. You have to keep doing it for them to realize that, okay, maybe there is something that I should do. Yeah, and I want to reiterate here that this is not just a men's issue. It's a human issue and every small step counts and we need to take care of the men in our life. Yeah. Okay, so I've got to say that today's conversation has really, really resonated with myself and it's such an important topic and I'm glad that we took the time to discuss this because I was really kind of debating whether we should be doing this or not, but I'm really happy that we did. How are you feeling about it? I think I'm feeling the exact same as you, mom. You know, I feel like these conversations are ones that we need to have more of. And I think it's very essential for not just for men, but for all of us to better understand and support each other. You know, I feel like this is why these type of conversations get very controversial or we debate whether we should do these or not, because we're not used to having these conversations in a daily basis. You know, this is something that as a society, we are not taught to be doing, you know, openly talking about health issues when it comes to men or sometimes even for women, you know, certain health issues are very controversial to talk about. So I feel like we just need to be there and support each other for us to better understand all of this. Yeah. And, you know, for the person who's tuned in to us, who's listening right now, um, if you found value in this, you know, and you know somebody who is um, 
you know, needing this, please do share this episode with them. And also share your thoughts with us about uh, what you thought about this episode, how we can make it better, what you liked about it, you know, or uh, what other topics we can do. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, please remember to hit that follow button to give us a bit of love and motivation uh, while leaving that review. You know, your feedback is what guides us all the time. Yeah. And for our YouTube fam, if you're watching and enjoying these deep dives that we do, please hit that like button and subscribe button on our channel. And also don't forget to hit that notification bell uh, to never miss any future episodes. And it also helps spread the word. Okay. And finally, I want to remind you that uh, we are on Insta. So you can hit us up at Healthify with Kamal podcast or Health Coach Kamal. Um, and over there, you will find lots of tips, you know, behind the scenes, uh, updates, a lot of good stuff. And also you can DM us if you have any questions, any thoughts, any suggestions. So we love hearing from our listeners. And to start these dialogues at home, you know, with your friends or anywhere else, there's never a good time as now. Yeah, I think the more we talk, the more barriers we'll be able to break. And with that, we'll wrap up for today. Thank you to each and every listener for joining us on this journey. You know, your time and attention, they mean the world to us. Yes, uh, until next episode, which is also going to be about men's health. Take care, stay curious, just like Reith, <laughs> and let's make a positive impact one conversation at a time. See you in the next one. Yeah, bye. Hi there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder that the information provided on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. The content on this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. You should always seek the advice of a doctor or a qualified medical professional with any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment.